This is the MMA Takes Podcast with your host, Brian Petrie. Welcome to the MMA Takes Podcast, episode 47. I'm pretty confident that's what it is. I don't know for sure, but let's say it is. Episode 47, we're going to go with that. Welcome. Now, listen, I haven't talked to you guys in like two weeks, I think. You've heard my voice a lot last week. Headphones stuck, sorry. You heard my phone, uh, my stupid voice last week. I did a little, uh, I've been wanting to do that for a while. The fight flashback thing, I thought it was a perfect time. With ESPN coming in, people, I get new listeners. People kind of are like, well, what, you know, what the, what qualifies this guy to tell us about MMA, right? So I want to give my, my history. I thought it'd be fun to do. Also, it's always good to, to go back and, and, and watch some of the fights that you haven't seen in a while. Uh, so it was a lot of fun. Got a lot of good feedback. Um, a lot of people like the Tank Abbott one because, I mean, that's just such a fucking brutal fight. Um, yeah. So if you haven't listened to those yet and you're listening to this, go back and listen to them. They're a lot of fun to do. Uh, the Frank Shamrock Tito one was a little long. I, I didn't realize how much non-action that fight actually had. But other than that, I think uh, I think they came out really well. So we're back. We're uh, we're we're gonna go over some some things, some news. Uh, we're gonna preview UFC 235, which is an absolutely fucking insane card. I can't get over that. How I don't I can't believe they're giving to this. I mean, I'm just praying. That nothing happens. Uh, last night, uh, a buddy of mine, Austin Campbell, came over and we did a podcast. So I'm recording this. Um, my, my wife works all week, so I'm not going to get a chance to record much during the week. So I'm recording. You're going to be listening to your ears. going to be listening to this on Wednesday. You know, look behind the curtain. I, cur- I recorded this on Sunday. So if I miss it, if there's breaking news on Tuesday, don't fucking kill me. Just follow me on Twitter at MMA takes. Um, but I had a, a, last night I did this little cool little thing. You've already probably listened to it. It's already out on Monday. So, you know, I can spill the beans, a uh, little trivia thing. Um, I had this new equipment that I really want to try out. Austin was kind enough to be the Guinea pig. He came over, we drank a little whiskey. We had a nice little trivia contest. Um, I was, I picked trivia questions of things that he knows. And, and, and honestly, like when I was doing it, I was like, there's no fucking way he's going to know these because some of these were fucking hard. I mean, hard stuff. Like, and I mean, the ones he got right, I was surprised about. And then there are a couple softballs. I gave him some softballs because I thought some of them might have been a little too hard. Took it easy on him. I ended up losing. Now, the bet was we had this hot sauce. Have you ever seen the Hot Ones show? Um, it's not the hottest sauce on the lineup. It's the third hottest. However, if you watch the show, you know that every single person that takes the hot sauce or whatever that has that hot sauce is called the bomb i really don't want to plug it because it's fucking battery acid every celebrity besides maybe one or two when they get to that one they freak out like that's the bad one that's the one that changes the game i'm sure they're all hot but that one lights you up i have had it before so as austin we both know how fucking miserable it is so the bet was whoever wins has to take that hot sauce and that cocksucker won by one fucking point one point. Oh, it was it, it killed me that he won by one point. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm very unhappy with it. Listen, and my mouth did not calm down. Like I was like, my wife made tacos. The fucking the the Rams game was on. We come out of my little office and I'm like running to the faucet. I had no water with me. Tried Gatorade, the sugar just made it worse. I had my my uh, my whiskey, made it worse. Fucking I literally all I had to do was keep water in my mouth for 20 minutes straight. That's the only way I would cure it. 
It was unbelievable. It was on the tip of my tongue. I had to step a pen in there. It was awful. I, it, the podcast ends abruptly, uh, the one with Austin. So you don't really get the. I was. Well, I want to sit here and record my pain. I thought that would have been entertaining. I literally slapped the stop button and ran out to the faucet. I mean, I should have had some water present. I think my all my setup would have got ruined because I would have been fucking spitting water everywhere. Like, goddamn, Triple H, when he gets in the ring, he spits all that water. That would have been me in here. My mouth was lit up. So if you're listening to this at home and you've never tried to bomb hot sauce, do not do it. But, I mean, if you're curious how bad it is, I mean, don't take my word for it. Go and get it. Most, you know... Most places sell it, or maybe not most places, but like if you ever, if you live in a town and you got like a, that little weird shop that has like fucking monkey legs or whatever you can eat, they'll probably have it. So that was last night. That was a lot of fun. I was excited to talk to you guys. I'm excited to use my new equipment. So I, I kind of teased this last week and I know this is, you know, something you might not want to talk about or might not want to listen to, but I have to give a shout out and I have to talk about it. Um, since I started my podcast, it's been almost a year. January 23rd will be a year since we launched. I went through several uh, several different processes. I, I was so new to the podcasting world, wasn't sure what to do, right? So my very first thing is I, I bought an Audio-Technica microphone. I plugged it into my computer, recorded it right in the garage, man, right? The Technica microphone was good. The quality was good. If you go and listen to some of the first couple episodes, it's not the cleanness of audio, but it, it, it's acceptable. But the more I watched, the more I studied, the more I, I looked at other people like Gary Vanderchuk, for example. He has a great Gary V has a great podcast. He used this little red box. It's like, well, I got to figure out what the hell that is. And then sure enough, once you know, I found some of these YouTube reviewers, it was called a Focusrite. I bought that. That's a USB interface. You plug that in. More control of your audio. I used that for, for several months. It was great. It's fantastic. Still is great. I still have it. And then I'm like, you know what? I want to add some show intros. I want to have more more control. So I bought a mixer, an Allen Heath mixer, unbelievable product. I just sold that. I just sold that off to a guy I work with. It's in good hands. That was incredible. The preamps are amazing. Everything sounded great on that thing. I really, really liked that. And I really genuinely, I got that in August. I got it for my birthday. Um, Don Mench sponsored the podcast that week and he bought me that. Um, uh, and so I, um, I really liked it. I really didn't think I was going to get anything else. And then Rode, which is a company based in Australia, which they make great microphones. I do not use a Rode microphone, however, but they do make great microphones. They literally have a microphone for, it's literally called the Rode Podcaster. It's a USB microphone for podcasters, and it sounds fantastic. And a lot of this audio equipment that podcasters use, that I was using, that Joe Rogan uses, and I mean, it's made for music. And then you hack it to make it for podcasting, right? You have to do simple tricks. Like if you want to place a phone call, it's called a mix minus and there's all these fucking cables and it's, it's difficult, you know, and then, or instead of your mixer doing that, you would have to get another piece of equipment and you would have like 10 different items of equipment. It, it, it became laborious. It became a lot. Like I have, I built my own desk, you know, sick brag, weird flex, but okay. Built my own desk. It's a good sized desk. And I was just getting cluttered up because I might need that one thing. I might need this, whatever I'm pulling over. So Rode created this thing called the Rodecaster Pro. And it's only made, it's only, only use is for, for podcasting, right? It's no one can hook a guitar up to this. You, no one could put, um, you know, like a keyboard into this. It's only for podcasters. If you're listening to this and, you, and you're like, well, this fucking guy can do a podcast. I bet you I can. Go look at the Rodecaster Pro on, type it in, in on YouTube. You'll get a ton of reviews. 
um, road itself on Instagram and whatnot. They're posting a ton of stuff as well. I know this is a little geeky talk. We'll get to the fighting in a little bit. I'm just really blown away. So it makes everything so much easier to do. I have like these little soft keys where I can cue things up. If you listen to the awesome podcast, the production of that was probably the best thing I've done thus far pr- production wise. Um, the fight flashback, I used the Rodecaster pro for that as well. All those little drops where you would hear the guy interview or, or the post fight interview. That was all just a simple touch. I didn't have to stop recording, dig up the clip, um, put the microphone to the, to the fucking speaker of the, the, to the speaker of the computer. None of that. It's all programmed in there. You know, you do a little pre-work and it cuts out a lot of the post-work. I don't like editing podcasts. Some of my podcasts come out and the sound's not ideal, right? I might be a little quiet. I might be a little loud. And even before the Rodecaster Pro, I didn't like the audio to, to, to boost a lot of that stuff. I didn't really like to edit that much. When I was done, I posted it. It is what it is, right? Maybe I need to change that up. But the, the Rodecaster literally changes the game in that. It, like, it literally, you take it out of the box. It's the easiest thing to use. And it, 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 it cuts down on your your um, your editing as well. I mean, you have to listen to it back and see if you want to boost it or whatever. And again, I'm not going to get into all that. However, I need to shout out Rode. I know there's no free ads, but Rode gets a free ad because I purchased this thing and it's, it's incredible. I've emailed them because I didn't have an issue, but I had like a question about it because there's, there's not a ton of information. I mean, it's brand new. It came out in December. Um, I got lucky enough to get it and we'll get to another thank you in a minute. Um, and I emailed them like, Hey, how do you do this one thing? And they got back to me real quick, sent me a zip file of the things that I wanted super quick. So they're amazing company. I really appreciate them. This is the first actual, actually the first road, um, thing I bought ever the road. And and I'm going to continue to buy from them because I'm a loyal guy. I'm a, I'm a, I, I prefer, I like companies that really care about the products. I really like companies that care about the people. And Rode is the first one of many. I mean, there's going to be plenty of copycats for this that are now going to be for podcasting because podcasting is so big now, right? I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Joe Rogan and Mark Mayer and stuff, they use this to try to maybe boost the production or thing. And, and, and it'll be easier for producers as well because there's a lot that goes on to it to, for a really seamless show. You know, I don't have a producer. It's fucking me here. You know, I'm doing this and I don't really know what I'm doing, to be honest with you. So road huge shout out to road and if you don't know road if, if you watch any blog or vlogs or youtube vlogs or whatever it is and you see people you know they're not lavved up right they don't have the lab mic on they're like how do you get such good audio when this guy's just carrying the camera road is the premier microphone for that it's like a boom mic a shotgun mic every vlogger casey neistat any of those guys they use a road mic their 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 company is outstanding I'm a huge fan of them. Big shout out to Rode. This thing is unbelievable. There's there's a few things in my life that really exceeded my expectations. I'm a, I'm a greedy kid. I'm a greedy guy. Um, when I was a kid, you know, all I asked my mom was, I want a big box of GI Joes. And I got the Sam's Club knockoff, right? I didn't get the real box of GI Joes. I got the Sam's Club knockoff. And um, God love my parents, you know, the, the GI Joe box, I'm sure it was 200 something dollars back in the early 90s. But, you know, I got the Sam. So everything I've ever wanted... It, 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 you know, it's, it's, it's a thing in my head where it's like, okay, the ex, the expectation never meets like what it really is. Right. I get so excited about something I'm like a little fucking kid. I'm like, Oh, this is coming today. Blah, blah, blah. And then when I get it, I'm like, after two weeks, I'm like, eh, you know, whatever, who cares? There's been a couple things in my life, um, that really changed that. Obviously sex with a woman was one. I, uh, that was incredible. Okay. And then another one of, of many was this road. It, it, I haven't even 
touch the surface of this yet of what this thing can do. And I already think the shows are getting better and, and I think it can open up to new ideas and new shows as well. Putting out more content instead of me just talking about the MMA news or, or going over fights. I can do things like the fight flashback. I can do cool interviews with Austin, who I know you guys don't know that well. He's not famous, but he's a good buddy of mine. He's, he's a very, very funny guy. Um, I can do more shows like that. And also trying to get guests. Ever since I got this road, I'm telling you what, I DM'd everybody. Everybody. Kamar Usman, get back to me, man. I wrote an article about you on MMA Takes, sent it to him. He read it. I know he did. And then he never got back to me. Get back to me. I want you on the podcast, man. You know, I'm I'm a I'm a I'm a car Usman guy. I have reached out to everybody. I've gotten some love on 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 Instagram of lately of a couple of um younger fighters coming up. There's a the, you know, and I've and I've reached out to them too. I'll take anybody. I want to talk MMA with people who are passionate about MMA. Anything that goes along with MMA. And if I can't get those, I'll get my dipshit friends and we'll just fucking joke around the whole time. So big shout out to Road. Also I'm a loyal guy. I love, well, this is the last thing I'll talk about before we get to with MMA news. So um, you, you've, you've heard me talk about how I despise Guitar Center. And, and that holds, that's, that's true. I've always, being the inpatient guy that I am, I've always went to Guitar Center because it's the closest to me, right? I, I, you know, I, I didn't want to wait for something to get mailed to me. I didn't want to wait, whatever. So Sweetwater, who I've ordered through before, are an incredible company out in Fort Wayne, Indiana, which is about three hours away. Um, and you, so when you order from them, they come quick. I pre-ordered with them the Rode Procaster. It was really tough to get. I mean, they're still sold out everywhere. You really got to get on like a, like a short list or whatever. And so um, I reached out to the guy. They give you a personal sales assistant. Uh, I'll shout out his name, Dante Harris, at Sweetwater. If you're going to Sweetwater, use Dante. He's great. Um, and I just, I'm hounding this guy. Like nobody's business because my loyalty got tested because I ha- I put in a pre-order for the Rodecaster and they haven't charged me yet for anything. They told me the end of January is when I was going to get it. And I was like, man, I need to wait. My news resolution was to be a little more patient. I'm like, I'll wait. Another company, I'm not going to say their name, another company got them in stock and they emailed me and said, hey, we have it in stock. We can ship it to you now. Everyone I know would have fucking canceled a pre-order and they would have bought it right then and there. Because you had the money. The money hadn't been taken out yet. I wouldn't have gone through the refund process or whatever. It would have been bang, bang, boom, right? Um, I did not. I, I, I thought about it. It was tough not to say no. I'm like, you know what? You know, um, yeah, yeah, no. It was a yeah, no. And then it took me a lot. And I, I talked to my wife and she's like, just, just stay with the company that you like. Give them your business, right? I mean... So I stayed with, with Sweetwater. This was at the probably the uh, December 28th is when this happened. And so I was like, okay, I got a month till I get the Procaster. Like a week later, they get them in. And I was the first one to get one. So shout out to Sweetwater. That's awesome. Go to Sweetwater.com. Check out Dante Harris. He's a great guy. They're a great company. Let's get to some news. I, I need some news talk. We need some MMA talk. I'm done blabbing on. So... There's a lot to talk about, right? There's there's a lot going on. Colby Covington is the first that I wrote down. He's going after Dana. He is um he did the the bird box Dana thing with the Dana on the uh with the bird box challenge that everyone's doing and, and and Colby's really taking shots at Dana. He said, Release me. I can make my numbers or can go elsewhere. He's fucking dead wrong, right? No one cares about Colby Covington at Bellator. No I mean his tweets and his Instagrams, they don't really do that great of numbers. I know he's doing kind of a bit. I know this. I mean, he might be like this in real life. I doubt it. He's really over the top. Um, anybody, if you're gonna make a name for yourself, make a name for yourself. That that's great. I like that you 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 know you you got the shot at the title. You beat Rafael dos Anjos. You look great doing it. It sucks. You got passed over 
uh, for the Woodley fight for Kamar Usman, but you also turned down quite a few fights. I know you had to get nasal surgery. I heard that was elective. You decided to do it. You needed a little break. I get that. And then this thing where Usman was ready to go, so they gave it to Usman. Now, to say Kamar Usman doesn't deserve it is is ridiculous. Kamar Usman deserves the title shot. I actually think it's better this way because I think Colby's the worst of them. I don't know if Colby could even beat either of these guys. So you go the best of the best. Whoever wins between Tyron and Kamaro fights Colby. They're going to run through Colby. If he's still in the UFC, the UFC could release him. You know, I don't really think the UFC needs him, if I'm being honest with you. I don't think he does numbers. I don't think he'll go to 1FC and blow anybody away. I don't think he'll go to Bellator and do really anything. His stick will get old and his numbers will go down because he's not with the biggest promotion. I understand what he's doing. He's mad at Danny. He's taking shots at Danny. He's getting a lot of attention. Ariel has him on his show. Luke Thomas has him on his show. I'm talking about him right now. People talk about him, so he's generating business, which is good for him. That's good for Colby. However, you don't. I don't think that needs to necessarily happen. I think uh, I think we're okay with with Colby not existing in the UFC. However, I do think it's a right move for Usman to beat uh, to go over Colby. He looked better against RDA. Colby turned down the fight. Tyron turned down the fight. Finally, they had because when Tyron's ready to fight, you got to fight because. The guy doesn't, he's not the most active guy in the world. He just came off a big injury, beat Till, and then he's, he likes to set his own schedule, which is fine. The UFC obviously has a, a, a problem with him doing that, which, again, that's a whole nother topic. I, I think the UFC does treat him a little bit unfairly. I think maybe, you know, they need to give him a little break here and there, what, what have you. Um, but, with that being said, Colby, I understand where he's coming from, but the way I would see it, I would have done the business the same way. I would have had Usman fight Woodley. I know people agree, disagree because Colby and Woodley have a lot of heat, but when a guy's ready to fight, a guy's ready to fight. And for anybody to say that Kamar Usman isn't top ten, ta- top talent or can even beat Woodley, I would pick him against Woodley. So uh, I, I, I enjoy that. I understand where Colby's coming from, but you know what, Colby, maybe, you know, it almost looked like he dropped a bit a little bit on Ariel. It looked like he was getting a little passionate with his, you know, with his, he's taking pictures with the girls that he pays a couple bucks to get in photos of them. Otherwise they wouldn't talk to him. And I, you know, here's what it is. I lost, not I didn't lose respect for him because I'm going to respect him as a fighter. Cause I do think he's, you know, anybody that steps in the cage, I respect, but I stopped buying into the bit. The minute that video came out where, um, they're backstage and Usman's just yelling at Colby the whole time going, Hey, little guy, say it to me now. Hey, little man, say it to me now. Why don't you say that shit to me now? Why don't you look up from your phone? And Colby just stayed on his phone. Didn't look up at that Kamaru at all. Just looked like a, a fray little puppy. Like, Oh, don't, don't hit me. Don't hit me. And then they go on stage and the Colby calls him junior like three times. It, just, it was just terrible. Like I was like, okay, I'm done with this guy. After that, I'm done with him. I'm done with you. Um, all right, next, and I'm done talking about you. How about that, Colby? Next up, Nate Diaz is calling out Khabib. Um, this is interesting. I got to pull up some tweets here uh, because, yeah, it, it, you know, um, so if you do not know, well, it, it all started with Connor. Um, Connor called out Paula Maziani, and he called out, um, let me see if I can find it here. Sorry. They should make that top news. Okay. Uh, so Polly cut out. Uh, Paulie Maz- or Connor called out Paul Maginani and the and Khabib calling him broke bitches. Don't be broke bitches, blah blah blah. Khabib then put a picture of him tapping out Connor and was like, "Listen, you're gonna have to live with this. You, you tapped, you gotta live with that." And then Nate commented like, "Well, you didn't do shit when I slapped you." So here it is, right here. So Khabib tweeted out in response to Connor's little call out, 
you will live with this shame all your life. B.I. He, he couldn't even cuss. Come on. And then Nate responded directly to that. I slapped you in your head and you and your team didn't do shit. Live with that. You're all pussies. And then Khabib has since uh, commented saying like security held you back. And Nate said, no, they fucking didn't. And then the video came out where there was a lot of security there. I don't think really Nate hid behind anybody, but there was a skirmish uh, a year ago, maybe two years ago with Nate's squad and, and Khabib's crazy fucking Russian squad. And uh, it was, it started with Nate and Khabib and then it, it blew up, but you know, nothing happened. I think, Somebody got in trouble. I don't know if it was Khabib or Nate, but someone got maybe arrested. I don't exactly know. I'm, I feel like I'm, I think I'm making that up. Don't take any stock in that. Um, but yeah, so it was very interesting that Nate decided to kind of not necessarily have Connor's back, but I feel like he's looking for a fight, right? I feel like that's the, right now that's the money fight. He, I think he might be getting word that Connor's not coming back anytime soon, and he needs to. Um, maybe generate some business, get some money. He might be itching a fight. I know he was supposed to fight Poirier that fell out. And then he had a problem with the UFC, of course, with the contract or it always seems like the fucking contract. So maybe he's looking for a fight. And I like the Nate Khabib fight. I don't know if it makes sense because 155 is stacked. I think if they, if they give anybody in the, if Khabib fights anybody else besides Tony Ferguson, I'm going to fucking scream. Tony Ferguson needs that fight. Um, and yeah, so it's a little odd that it almost looks like Nate's sticking up for Connor a little bit. I'm not sure if Connor knows what Nate's or if Nate knows what Connor said, but you know, cause Nate, you know, I don't think Nate really follows much of anything, but he just saw that picture and was like, well, wait a second. You're the bitch. Cause I slapped you and didn't do anything. So there's a lot of layers to this. Um, I would love to see a Nate, Nate, uh, Khabib fight. Cause Nate is dangerous on the ground. I think I, I obviously would pick Khabib cause Khabib is just so good at what he does. But again, Khabib better not fight anybody else but fucking Tony Ferguson. Luke Rockhold is next up. He is call, taking shots at our boy Anthony Smith here. He um so he said I don't I don't know why Anthony Smith is getting well. First off, he called out John Jones, right? He said I'm going up two five. I can beat John Jones. I want John Jones. Um, and then he said that I don't know why Anthony Smith's getting a title shot. He couldn't sniff uh, top ten at middleweight, right? And so is Luke Rockhold making sense? Nah, nah, nah. And I'll tell you why. Anthony Smith, he, he might be right on Anthony Smith wasn't a top 10 middleweight and he was former champion, but Luke Rockhold was getting knocked out at middleweight, right? He might be fighting some of the best guys in the world, but he was getting knocked out. You know, most people, when you get knocked out, they don't want to go up in weight, right? Luke's a big boy. Luke's a big 185er. The weight cut could have really affected his brain and, and his chin might be better at 205. But, you know, 205ers hit a lot harder. I think Anthony Smith was depleting himself at 185. So I think the 205 move is good. And I hope the 205 move is good for Luke Rockhold because I think he's an incredible talent. I think he's a very sellable guy. His handsome as all get out. But you've been knocked out a lot. At, at middleweight, you know, you go up to light heavyweight, these boys can hit, you know, the, I think light heavyweights, I've always made the take that light heavyweights can hit harder than heavyweights. I know that might be stupid, but DC knocked out uh, fucking Stipe, so I don't know. I think light heavyweights have the perfect combination of speed and power. I always thought that Chuck Liddell hit harder than Andre Lasky when they both were champions at the same time. So what are you going to do? But Luke Rockhold doesn't make much sense because Throwing shots at Anthony Smith saying he couldn't even stop, uh, sniff, sniff top 10 at uh, middleweight, but you know, I should go up and both. That's gonna make you look bad when you go up, former middleweight champ, and you get knocked out again, right? 
You need, you know, I, I want Luke Rockwell to pace himself a little bit. I think he needs to get a win before he starts calling people out. I think he's a fantastic fighter. Don't really know why he 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 elects to train down on South Florida with Henry Hoof as opposed to AK anymore. I think he splits time. There's a video that got posted on either his Instagram or, or someone's Instagram where he was sparring with Jason Jackson, a welterweight, uh, former Alton fighter. And they were, I mean, they were going hard, like hard sparring. Um, and I don't know if he does that all the time. I'm not sure, you know, I, I just, you know, I didn't like it. I didn't like how hard they were going. Someone's going to get hurt. Luke's always been hurt. He's pulled out of his last fight. He's got a shin problem or at least had one. Chinny as fuck. You know, I think AK is the same way. They go hard at AKA. I think that's why Kane has been out for like two years. So I don't know. I think Luke Rockhold needs to, I, I like that he's kind of getting his name out there, but I, I just don't think it makes much sense. Oh, sorry, took a took a big shot of whiskey. I'm just kidding. No, I didn't. Um, this is a personal one. Chris Curtis, famous Chris Curtis, fought in the contender series. Big knockout over Sean Lally. Should be fighting in the UFC, without question. Randy Brown went down for this weekend, and Chris Curtis was lobbying on Twitter um, for Dana White, Sean Shelby, Alt McManor, all those guys. I will take the fight against Chance Roundtree. I will fight this guy. Give it to me. Nick Knoll was uh, was doing the same thing. I'll, I'm 185 right now. I'll fight at 170. Give me the shot. I want the shot. Two guys who I think should be in the UFC. Two guys who I think Chris Curtis, I think, would have rolled through Chance Roundtree. Nick Knoll, I thought, would have got a W as well. And I think Nick Knoll is, is a guy that should be in the UFC. I think Chris Curtis should have been in the UFC five years ago. Um, and then they just announced today that Dwight Grant, who just came off a loss, and a boring-ass loss from the Contender Series as well. He's a Contender Series veteran as as well as Nick Noren, Chris Curtis. And um, he's getting the shot on Chance Roundtree, which I think is ridiculous. I think Chris Curtis would have would have made quick work of him. I think Nick Noor would have won as well. And, and, and I think people would have tuned in to see Nick. And I think people would have blown, been blown away by what Chris can do. Um, I think it just might be easier for, you know, I don't... I don't know what the matchmakers are doing. If they're, you know, what's going on? Why is Chris getting blackballed? Why aren't they giving Nick a shot? Is it Dana? Is it, you know, what what's going on here? Um, both those guys should be in the UFC. Both these guys should have taken this fight, and it would have been a good stepping stone for both of them. So I'm a little bummed out that he didn't get that. You know, Chris is Chris is obviously upset. I think Nick's upset as well. I did see Nick tweet about it a few times, but um, it's just bullshit, 100%. I mean, I, I don't know why you're – I mean, Dwight Grant, I know, probably in shape. Maybe it's hounding them like, hey, I didn't perform my best last time out. I want to get another shot. Uh, you know, he's DC's boys, AKA boys, so he's in shape and he's on weight. I mean, I know Chris had a fight um, lined up or, or was going to take a fight here recently, so I know he's in shape as well. I know he's over in California. Let's actually look that up, what Chris was, because he was supposed to fight in Russia, and then that fell through. And then he was, I thought he was supposed to fight... Um, Sometime in December, and maybe that, that fell through too. Tapology will have it all for us here. Okay, yeah, so both fights got canceled. He was supposed to fight Nikolai Aleskin in uh, December 15th, and then he was supposed to fight Mike Graves uh, January 25th, and both got canceled. So, uh, yeah, that sucks because Chris is in California. He's spending money out there, and he's training his ass off, and he needs to be in the UFC, and it's a fucking it's – a, it's, a, it's a joke that he's not. It's a joke that he's not. I mean, that's, that's all there is to it. So I'm not going to keep going on about this because I'll fucking talk for 20 hours. Henry Cejudo. Huh? Uh, a picture came up of him in shape, right? Someone said, oh, Cejudo looks in shape. Looks jacked. Looks ripped. 
I have a lot of skeptical eyes on this one. A lot. A burp just came out. Sorry about that. A lot. I can't. I can't hold my breath that long without a burp coming out. That's the kind of shape I'm in. Okay. If you want to like, what? Is, well, I want if Brian's in good shape. Well, he can't hold in a breath without a burp coming out. So yeah, that should tell you something. I'm in great shape. Um, Henry Cejudo though. This is a guy that struggled to make weight at 125, had to go up to 135, has never really been a muscly guy. He's never looked ripped up. Even in Olympic days, he never was like blew me away as a guy that got really ripped. He looks gigantic. He looks huge. Like every part of his body, his arms are giant, his abs. TJ Dillashaw followed up with a shot of his abs, and he's always abbed up. Um, right now, it's just a battle of who has the better body. I I pulled Austin. Um uh, yesterday I showed him a picture. I said, "Who do you think's gonna who, who who whose torso would you rather have?" He picked Dillashaw, but uh, I got some skeptical eyes on Cejudo. I think Jeff Novinsky needs to be like, "Wait a second, I'm not saying Cejudo's doing anything, but wait a second, he looks. I mean, I mean, a killer, and it could hurt. I mean, look at John Jones. John Jones got ripped for the Oven Saint Proof. I mean, didn't look all that good. I think." Uh, Cejudo is probably getting more powerful because he thinks TJ is going to be the bigger guy, maybe even the stronger guy. I would be, if I was Cejudo, I would be more worried about the speed. I think TJ Dillashaw isn't the fastest guy in the world, and I think Cejudo is going to have a speed advantage over Dillashaw. You know, I think that's what's going to happen. I think I, hopefully he kept his speed with all this muscle, the muscle, this muscle. Hopefully he kept the speed with all this muscle, but. Typically, and in the past, fighters it, when they when they get ripped up like that, they actually their, their speed and stuff goes down a little bit. So, what do you got to do? All right. So, and then the last little thing is 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 Anthony Pettis and Stephen Thompson are generating a, a, a they're trying to make a fight happen out of thin air on fucking uh, you know one called out one. And I don't get it. Listen, Anthony Pettis, I know he's like marketable. He wants to go up to one seventy now and wants to fight Stephen Thompson. Why? Stephen Thompson's going to run through him. I think that's a good fight to Thompson. Get Thompson an easy win. I, I just, a lot of people are talking about this like it's like a big deal. I don't really, Anthony Pettis really hasn't won a fight, a, a significant fight against a big opponent in a long time. And Thompson needs to come back after the till fight and he needs to, uh, he needs to get a win as well. So I think that's a good fight for Stephen Thompson. And sure, you know, sure fucking, sure, sure make it happen. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, sure, sure. All right. So uh, that's a little bit of a news. That's the news there. And I'm gonna do this thing now. Might not happen every podcast. Might only happen once. But I got I got something to say. It's called the rain of the cast, right? Not the rain of the day. The rain of the cast. You know, shortened podcast. You know, I'm hip. I'm millennial. Erihuani. Oh, Erihuani. So, um, I've talked about Erihuani more times than I care to on this podcast. <clears throat> uh, some people can accuse me of being jealous of him. Some people can accuse me of several things and maybe those are true maybe i am jealous of erihuani maybe um maybe maybe i am but this guy i don't understand you know we have in mma media right there's a handful of guys erihuani is is still the guy at number one right he wins the awards every year he gets the he gets the guests on the show um he's at espn I, i i don't know why you got Luke Thomas at MMA fighting that people seem to enjoy. It's kind of a hard ass. I think he's a former military man or something. Okay, interview style. Um, I know some fighters have rubbed the wrong way. He's rubbed fi- some of the fighters the wrong way. Not, you know, I, I'm not, you know, I've never been like a huge Luke Thomas fan. You got Josh Gross still floating around there. He's been there since like the early 90s. Not really sure what he's doing. I don't think he does anything really. 
Ariel, Luke, you got, um, I mean, who else you got? You got Brad Okamoto, who really is more of a reporter and a writer as opposed to like on camera guy. He does some on camera stuff. I really like Brett. I think Brett's great. Um, and who, I mean, I'm trying to think who else you got. Anyway, Air Hawani is kind of the ambassador of what I'm doing here, right? He's the, he's, he's the guy kind of leading the dance and he's getting his own show. He has his own show on Mondays on ESPN. He had his own award show on New Year's Eve. And now he has his own, like every Monday or Tuesday night at midnight, he, he's getting put on ESPN. I love that MMA is getting put on ESPN. Obviously they need to promote the shit out of it. They spent a billion dollars on it, but I just think there needs to be, I don't think air. I just, I feel like the MMA community needs a better person than Ariel Hawani. I don't think Ariel Hawani is all that talented. I don't think he's that likable. He has a show with Chael Sonnen. Um, he's trying to open up more. He's trying to be like more charismatic and, and his opinions, let his opinions fly. But at this point, I think I've just been around him too long, you know, and I just, it's like a divorce. Like, I just want to get rid of this guy. I think he's decreased his talent. I think he's not as talented as he was. I don't enjoy watching him anymore. The James Tony interview, the Rampage interviews, those are all dead now. Now he's the guy kind of provoking, and then when you call him out on it, he gets all up in arms. He threw a fit uh, that Kamar Usman was getting the title shot, and and I think you're diminishing Karma Usman. He, Kamar Usman's going to be on a show tomorrow. Um, I think that's bullshit. I mean, he thinks that the better storyline is Colby, which sure it might be, but Kamar Usman deserves the shot. And it's not like, uh, Colby, the Colby has a history of both guys. So if Colby's not ready to go, then want, or, or he probably told the UFC he's not ready to go. Then why don't you just go with Usman, the guy who's ready to go and Woodley's ready to go. And the winner fights Colby. Um, cause I know if Usman wins, he'll turn around in two months and fight Colby. I know that for a fact. So, I just don't like that Ariel was kind of the mouthpiece for MMA. I think there needs to be a better one. You know, you got Bob Fox over at Barstool. Uh, you know, not much of a mouthpiece. You know, I've, I've said my I said my shit about him before. I'm not going to go into it. He's not worth it. You got Luke Thomas, who not many people know about. Luke Thomas has a fucking show the same time as Ariel Hawani. Why doesn't MMA fighting move it? Like, you're competing against Hawani. Like, he had like 90 viewers last Monday for like an hour. Like I do better numbers than that. Ninety viewers for an hour, and you got real, real deal fighters on there, and you got you got sponsorships. Like I know he hosts a show on Sirius as well, but it's like, why not was the MMA fighting take him off Monday and put him on Tuesday or Wednesday? Why are you competing with Ariel? I don't understand why they're doing that. But Ariel Hawani's the king right now, and I don't like it. And 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 once I get some traction, and once I get some fucking just a little heat. Once I get some, some people on the podcast and a little more listeners, listen, listeners are great. People are listening uh, like crazy and I love it, but you know, I'm coming for Ariel Hawani. That's what I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. I, I, I don't want his job. I don't want to work at ESPN. I just want to expose him and, and, and let him know that he, his, his, you know, maybe Nick Diaz was right all along, right? Maybe when, remember Nick Diaz, said he was going to slap him or whatever that was. Maybe Nick Diaz was right all along. When that happened, I was clearly on Ariel's side, Ariel's side. I think Ariel's gotten a little too big for his bridges at this point. I think he needs a little reality check. I think Dana White puts you know puts him in check almost every press conference. I think it's so funny when the media gets upset that you know they can sit there and they can disparage a fighter and tell a fighter you know he didn't fight great and he looked off and they don't know what's going on in the fighter's life. But if a media person asks a bad question, the fighter goes, "I'm not answering a question, right? Uh, you, you know, I don't like you, or whatever." They throw up their arms like, "Oh, that was a legit question. Why doesn't he answer the questions? Answer the questions. Shut the fuck up!" Like the fighter doesn't like you because of something you said to him or something you said about him. It should go both ways. Listen, if I said some shit, I said a, I said a shit a, a shit ton of shit. But that's a good sentence. 
I've said a lot about some fighters that I don't know. If I have them on a podcast and they have listened to that and they decide to come at me, they have every right to come at me, right? They have every single right. So I don't understand why people get up in arms. This rant started with Aaron Hawani. Now it's going to MMA media. I better cut it off because I want to talk about UFC 235. Holy fucking shit, this fight. Sorry, ran over. Ran of the cast over. This fight at UFC 235. Probably the greatest pay-per-view card the UFC's ever put on. Right? And there's there's, there's a bunch... Of pay-per-views in between that. I mean, you got Whitaker Gaslam. You got ESPN on uh UFC and ESPN plus two um on February 2nd. You you got the 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 fights this weekend. I mean, you got some some fights coming up. You got ESPN uh UFC and ESPN one, the actual debut on the network. You got Vlasquez of Zingano. I mean, there's some really great cards. You got Blockwitz or Santos, but UFC 35 is overshadowing them all. Let me fucking Break down this car for you because I'm hyperventilating how good it is. Main event, you got John Jones versus Anthony Smith, right? On paper, a lot of I mean, John Jones is going to become a huge favorite, but John Jones is a lightning bolt. People are going to watch that. Anthony Smith is on a roll right now. Um, Anthony Smith has proven that he deserves a title shot. Is John Jones going to steamroll? Maybe, but Anthony Smith won at this fight. Anthony Smith is an intelligent guy. He breaks down fights well. I think he knows what he needs to do against John Jones. I love that fight on paper. I love that John Jones is being more active. Obviously, there is a, a contingency. John Jones has to has to get approved by the Nevada State Athletic Commission in the um in the uh oh boy oh boy yeah little technical difficulty hang on. All right, so a little tough difficulty there. Um, John Jones with Anthony Smith. Holy shit. Tyron Willie versus Kamara Roosman. Holy shit. Cody Garbrandt versus Pedro Munoz. Holy shit. Ben Askren versus Robbie Lawler. Holy shit. Holly Holm versus Aspen Lack. I can't keep doing that. Uh, what a card, though. I mean, unbelievable. I uh, Full disclosure, I've already broken this down. My fucking software broke. Not my precious road. The goddamn recording software. The DAW is what they call it. Okay, people? I don't want to get technical. That's what they call it. Um, unbelievable cards. The beat versus Jeremy Stevens. Holy shit. Um, just insane. Insane card. I cannot wait till March 2nd. March 2nd is my new birthday. I'm praying. Please do not let anybody fall out. Let John Jones get licensed. Let Anthony Smith stay healthy. Let Tyron and Kamara stay healthy. Please. Oh, I cannot wait for this fight. We'll dive into everything. I'll break down everything. I might have two podcasts dedicated to this pay-per-view. It's unbelievable. Unfreaking believable. All right. So we'll end with the top five UFC. ESPN era is starting this weekend, and we have the very first one, ESPN Plus One, Suhuda versus Dillashaw. And I have my top five with ES. What I want to see from ESPN, what I need, what I need from ESPN. Number five, I need updated graphics. Right? I'm tired of the Fox robot, tired of Fox's production. I, I, I'm not a fan of it. I need updated broadcasts for ESPN. I don't want to see the same shit on Monday Night Football. I see for for MMA. Right? Keep the ESPN branding, but let's change it up a little bit. Number four, keep a two man booth. Three's a crown. That's it. I don't like three guys. I want two. Give me Anik and Rogan or Anik and DC. Either one. Cruz or Cormier. Give me Anik and Felder. Or Fitzgerald's pretty good. Or or and I know there's another guy I can't think of off the top of my head, but 
Keep it two-man build. Number three, more highlights and coverage on ESPN, which obviously I think is going to happen because ESPN has a billion dollars invested in this. And sit-downs like the NFL gets. Like the NFL countdown, they'll sit down with like Cam Newton because he did like a make-a-wish thing. Or they'll sit down with a guy who's going through an injury and he's coming back for the first game. They need to do that for UFCs. They need to do it for the ESPNs, um, like the fights on ESPN. Like they need to do that. I think that's awesome. That's really well-produced. The 30-for-30s that the ESPN does is, is incredible. So a lot more stuff like that. Number two, update it. Pre-fight desk. I hate Cam Bryant. I don't hate her, but I don't like her. I don't. I, I want someone new. I'm not sure who the ESPN or who ESPN is going to put on there. Bisbing, I think, is signed with ESPN. I'm not sure if Florian is or not. Um, I like the fighters that are on there. I just want a, a better host. And number one, which I think I can speak for everyone that watches the UFC, I'm an old man, right? I need better pacing, right? I can't be up for hours of the night. Give me better pacing. If you start at 10, fucking rifle through the five fights, right? None of this late night, 1 a.m. We're finally getting to the main event shit. Cut that out. I, th- I have read that they're not going to do that, but please do that. So that's the show. I will have a pick on podcast later this week, breaking down the entire card for UFC on ESPN plus one. All right.